Oh, sorry. sorry. I thought you were going to say it. My bad. I can't read from that. <laughs> I can't read. Oh, oh, shit. We're in a pickle, guys. Hello, Ringsiders! Hope y'all are doing great today. I'm doing amazing. Gina, how are you doing today? Sorry about that Dr. Pepper splash right now. My bad. I'm soaked in 23 flavors. But other than that, I'm, I'm great. Sorry, y'all. You know what? I Even better. Who doesn't want to be soaked in 23 flavors? Who doesn't want to be soaked in 23 different flavors? <clears throat> Come on now. Gross. <laughs> Anyways, you're getting about 24 different flavors here on Washington from Ringside. Just a heads up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, y'all. Uh, hello, Ringsiders. I'm your host, uh, Bota. Joining me today again, uh, your other host, Gene, the manager. Gene, say some words. Hi, friends. How's everyone doing? Did we all have a great weekend or what? A W all out weekend? Pretend everyone says uh, hell yeah, just like hell Dora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day after all out. Today's currently uh Monday. We're uh we're we're currently in the fallout of all out. Boom, that's a rhyme. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a rhyme. That's that's it's an extra ten points in this direction. But anyways, we're currently in the fallout of all out. That's right. That's right. And boy, I I'm 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 still shook. How about you, Jean? Same sees. We had our friends over. We had some pizza, some chips, some some sweets, some Celsius. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty and lit. a really good pay per view. Pretty late. I had to do all this before going to work, but uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty good stuff. Pretty 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 good stuff. Let me tell you something. We got. Not one, not two, but three debuts all in one day. How amazing is that? Yeah, Tony Khan is, he's a genius. Absolute genius. He, he, it, it's not one of those like, hey, let me, let me, let me, let me just uh, debut one person. No, let me debut them all. Let's go. We're not trying to dilly-dally. We're, we're coming for your head, basically. Yeah, straight up. Good stuff. So I'll tell you what, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's get the train moving. All right. So moving on to the first match, we got Miro, the current TNT champion with Eddie Kingston, Mad King, Eddie Kingston. Mm -hmm. This is for the championship belt. This is for the championship belt. Big, big stuff. Oh my God. The promos between these two gentlemen, excellent, excellent stuff. Miro's like, Eddie, I shall redeem you. And then Eddie's like, <laughs> redeem these nuts. And then he just like runs into the rings, tries to fucking, tries to fucking start some shit. Yeah, I love Eddie. He's such a good talker. Good stuff. It was exploited during uh, Miro's last match during with uh, against Fuego del Sol that his weakness was in fact his neck. And so Eddie, Eddie basically went out there to exploit that. He went out there to exploit that. He said, I'm coming for your neck. I know your weakness. Let's go. Miro's basically like, I don't have any weaknesses. I only lay down for my for my wife in a hotel room after a win. 
God's favorite wrestler, God's favorite champion. What are you even talking about? Yeah. Fake news. God's favorite champion. Good, good match. Um, Miro, just of course, he was just uh, he dominated a good chunk of the match using his uh, brute force, his brute strength, right? Um, Eddie Kingston, being the sick fuck that he is, always found a way to uh, to to get that hit in critical hits here and there. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Of course, uh, aiming for the neck. Unfortunately, for Eddie Kingston, he was not able to uh, to capture the win. Miro ended up retaining. Yeah. Miro ended up retaining. I can't say I'm surprised though. Um, I did. I. I it, it was very believable that Eddie Kingston was going to be able to win. Unfortunately, I didn't see. Uh, I, I didn't see uh, Miro losing today. To be completely yeah. honest, I don't see Miro losing in a long time. Yeah, I would have loved it, but it just wasn't his time. And it's okay. We're patient people. Yeah. We're patient people. It'd be like that. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't get me but wrong. But not that patient. Don't get me wrong, though. Still love Eddie Kingston. Still came out uh, looking pretty good in this match, I would say. What I don't yeah. like, though, is that, like, after this, it basically just kind of leaves it back again, uh, back to the open, back as an open uh, situation for the TNT title. Uh, who's gonna who's gonna battle you now? You know, like yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, because who's next? Who's next? I don't think there everybody is seems to be occupied doing other things, and it leaves the TNT Championship like it makes it feel like it's not as important. It makes it feel like it's not as important. Uh, they don't really have like a, a challenger for him at the moment, and even and even then, like when they when they threw Eddie Kingston at him, it felt very rushed. It felt very rushed. Obviously, they they made it into gold because just because of how 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 good they are in the ring right. and how good they are at promo. Yeah. But anyways, Mira ended up getting that that win. Let's go ahead and um, move on to the next situation. What do we have here, Jean? You have the list. <laughs> uh, it would ended up being uh, John Moxley. John Moxley. John Moxley against Satoshi Kojima. From uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, a legend in Japan. Mm-hmm. Hard, hard, hard hitting match. Straight up, uh, uh, lariats, chops, elbows. It was all stiff, 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 stiff. What was amazing though, what I what I did enjoy seeing during the match, the the crowd, they it was it, it it's like they instinctively were were transported. To New Japan, as if they were in a New Japan match, they it, it felt like they were everyone was sitting down for the most part. No one was cheering like all savage as they would in, the, in in a regular American match. Everybody clapped, which is weird. You didn't hear like the claps like here and there as you would after a, a move in the other matches. I don't know if you noticed, Gene. Yeah, it was kind of crazy when he first mentioned it. I'm like, no, they're they're cheering, but then especially if um, Satoshi was doing something if it was his turn like if he was doing a move then that's where you would really hear like the claps only and i'm like whoa they really are like yep. <laughs> very correct. japanese style yeah it's it's like they were uh, a japanese audience all of a sudden <laughs> everybody knew so that. chicago's getting all these shows it's like their fifth show in a row oh yeah chicago fans clearly they're very very cultured huge shout out to chicago <laughs> yeah shout out to chicago huge shout job. out to chicago uh, watching from Rings Out Loves, you guys. I was, I was impressed at how good this guy looked. 
Um, oh, Kojima? Yeah. Yeah, Kojima actually looks pretty good. He's what? I heard he was close to his 50s or in his 50s. He doesn't even look old at all. No, he, he does not look. Uh, he doesn't look day over 45. And he moves. Day over 40, Amazing. really. Shall we go as far as to say he doesn't look a day over 35. But uh, looking good. Uh, Hard-hitting hard match. There was, a, there was an instance where where Moxie ran up to him, uh, tried to get him on that on the lariat, and he just, like, n- uh, Kojima basically just knocked him down with his sheer strength. Like, boom, this this lariat does not even phase me. What's good? Mm-hmm. Ended up, though, John Moxley being the, the, the crazy mofo that he is, just, like, sick blow, sick blow, sick blow, sick blow, elbow to the neck, elbow to the neck, elbow to the neck. Um, and after some uh, a grueling, maybe I want to say maybe like a 15, 20-minute match, mm-hmm. uh, Moxley ended up coming out on top. Boom. And as he was celebrating, who comes out? Not – no – No, none, none other, other than, than. – There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got excited there, Metrave. None other than – Minoru Suzuki. I don't know why the fuck I forgot. Jesus Christ. Minoru Suzuki. My apologies. Minoru Suzuki. Don't get it twisted. I forgot only because I was super excited. I totally marked that as soon as he came out. He's an absolute freak in New Japan. Absolute freaking unit. This guy, this guy doesn't, isn't actually that tall, but he, he carries himself and he gets that vibe like he's seven feet freaking tall. Yeah. But I think he's been basically maybe like maybe six. You know what I mean? But yeah. this guy is a sick fuck. Of all the sick mofos, he thrives on pain. He lives off of pain. He loves the pain. He needs the pain to survive. And we know for a fact because when he came out, you don't really ever see Moxie looked scared. He kind of looked taken aback. He was absolutely shook. Yeah. First of all, because like nobody would expect like a an all of a sudden like a homeboy to come out just like that out of nowhere. Usually, especially with these New Japan uh, matches that Moxie calls out, he calls a motherfucker out, and then they come later on. But a motherfucker doesn't just come like out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I mean, Noro Suzuki has a score to settle with Moxley, and it's gonna happen. What next week? This weekend? This week? Wednesday? I don't, I don't know if it was scheduled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like already scheduled. It's coming soon. This match is going to be freaking badass. It's going to be all stiff hit. Stiff hit, stiff hit, stiff hit. These guys, let me tell you something. If you guys haven't seen haven't seen uh, their matches already, uh, they, they battled a couple of times. They've uh, they've parlayed, if you will, a couple of times in, uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Heavy, heavy, heading, heavy hitting matches. I think one of those might have even been a, a no DQ deathmatch type of situation. Go look it up. Pretty sure you can find it on YouTube on the Quicks. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That that might be interesting. Absolutely. I might have to show Jean later on so she can see uh, the power of Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, definitely intrigued. Everybody was, like, really excited. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> he's a big deal. He's a big deal. Because, I mean, no shade uh, thrown to the guys that he's uh, folded up until this point. Right, those mm-hmm. guys are great. These guys are legends, but as they were, there you go. These were our legends. This guy is a current sick fuck that's still running shit. That's still escaping it. Still in mm-hmm. tournaments. Still in the big storylines and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's like a, 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 a 
the Lance Archer equivalent to New Japan. Now for the women's championship belt, we have the alien Chris Statlander with the best friends, Willer Yuta, Chucky Taylor, and Orange Cassidy against the Dr. Britt Baker DMD. For the record, and actually let me just start this off, what was weird is that the alien, the, the alien Chris Statlander came out with their best friends, quote unquote, best friends. But then I realized like a minute or two into the match that the only one that stuck around was Orange Cassidy. It was weird because they introduced her, right? They were all three behind her and they were wearing that weird outfit, just like all black for some weird reason. Yeah, like this weird like track jumpsuit. And then they all else. went to the back and only Orange came back. I mean, he didn't come back. He, he never left. Like, everybody just took off after that. Like, they just turned around and went back into the locker room. Except Orange. They actually, like, stood out there for for his friend, Chris Adler. I mean, of course, the doctor was accompanied by, by Rebel, not Reba, and Jamie Hayter. Yeah, Jamie Hayter. It's weird that everybody was at ringside. Because I mean, technically, if we if we speed up to the to the end, Britt Baker won, right? And she did it by herself. Like I don't think anybody actually helped her out. They were just at ringside for once, because usually Reba would do some sketchy shit. Yeah, no, no, they totally did do some sketchy shit, and Statlander totally dispatched of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they did try to do some uh, shady shit. Here and there, not that savage though. You are right; they they could have done way much more, uh, much more drastically. But I think they did have to like save their energy because Rebel and uh, um, I mean Jamie Hater. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rebel and Jamie Hater were in the in the Casino Battle Royal later, later on that match. Either way, oh, yeah, sorry. E- e- either way, amazing match. Chris Statlander, boom! Right away, you can tell she's she's gotten so much like stronger. She's improved even from the last matches that she's had. You know what I mean? She came back from injury. She's proved herself that she's a much more faster, much stronger, a much more technically savvy wrestler than she was when, uh, before her injury. Kudos on her. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she was looking really good. I think I don't remember her a lot before uh, she came back and started hanging out with Orange and the best friends. Right, right. But um, yeah, she's made she's made her presence known since then, and yeah, I like her. I like her as a face. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I do like her as as a face. Uh, there was a couple spots she shined really brightly, just demonstrating her power, just kind of like ragdolling. I don't. I want to see her ragdolling, just throwing around uh, Doctor Birdbreaker. Um, Jesus, she's just like throwing her around. Unfortunately, she she ended up succumbing to the mandible claw. That's my apologies. The the uh, the, the what the what is it called? The uh, she puts I don't her know hand. She calls it when she puts she puts on a glove, Michael Jackson style, and then she sticks her hand inside of her opponent's mouth, making her basically like suffocate and having to tap out. Yeah, it's disgusting. I, I'm I, for some weird reason I'm forgetting what the maneuver is called. The mandible claw. That's that's from the fiend. That's a whole different character from WWE, but basically the same maneuver. But <laughs> honestly it's just as gross. 
It's gross. Hold on now. Wait a second. That maneuver. I, I love Dr. Burbick. Let's start with that. I I don't like that maneuver. It's not regulation. It's not COVID safe. Not you're COVID being, safe. Even at if all. you put on a glove, you know what I mean? Like if your opponent is good, first off, they don't let themselves get taken in by the claw right then and there. They usually kick out maybe like once or twice or they come out. So your hand, even with the glove, is touching all of these surfaces on the ring, the because she puts on the glove way before sometimes, you yeah. know, because she's tried to use it throughout. Throughout the match. And so, like, this glove, this gloved hand has already touched basically everything in the ring. Super gross. And now you're just sticking it in your partner's mouth. Yeah. I'm tired of your sex tape. But anyway, so <laughs> gross. Not regulation. Not a super big fan of that. But she does have another a signature maneuver. The, the Pittsburgh Sunrise, that Canadian destroyer off the top rope, off the top turnbuckle, I mean. Yeah. That's good stuff. I was trying to find the name of her uh, her claw thing, her finisher. Ah, it'll come to us right now. Yeah. Well, the show ends for sure, Z's. Um, So anyways, the doctor. That doesn't say. The lacha. It is the lacha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. sound. Yes. Why go. doesn't it sound so as cool? Because the mandible, yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> sound as cool as the mandible claw. But it's basically the same maneuver. It's, it's called yeah. the Lockjaw, and it's a pretty good maneuver. Pretty good maneuver, I would say. It's gross, and it makes people tap out. Yep. I mean, what else do you want? Yep. She is a dentist. She, she has dentist. to get in there. She has to get in there. Damn. Do you think that, like, Willy Wonka and, like, the Tooth Fairy are, like, in conjunction with each other to, like, suck handy kids so that they get, like, cavities and then, like, or, like, lose their, their teeth or whatever? And then, so, like, the Tooth Fairy... It's in on like the the tooth, uh, the decaying of teeth, the decaying of teeth for capitalism, children. for capitalism, <laughs> for her profit, realistically. So she's basically for Britt Baker's profit. She's behind all this. Oh, that's something else. I was trying to go on some other whack ass tangent. Disregard. It's <laughs> this all is this another part. timeline. It's, all, it's, all, it's, a, it's a different timeline, and this is all Dr. Pepper talking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's what go do ahead. you have next? <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the next situation. A shit. Next up, we have Steel Cage match for the AEW Tag Team Championship. The Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. What do you think of that, Gene? That shit was crazy. <laughs> that there shit was smacked, way more blood than I expected. There was a and lot of blood. I didn't even... Uh, maybe I was a little distracted or whatever, but... All of a sudden, I, I don't even know when it happened. Like, when did all this blood came out? You do you guys remember that like close shot of Penta Cero Miedo? Um, where you just see his eye is already like blown up and his face and his mask is all bloody. Yes, I'm like, absolutely. how the fuck? All right, let's re let, let's rewind here for a second. Sorry, that was just like a really good part for me. <laughs> extreme match, extreme match, extreme match, extreme match. They Jumped off of everything and anything. Destroyers, uh, screwdrivers. We're talking like super kick after super kick. Big slaps. A round of super kicks? Round what the fuck was that? Of super kicks. It was it was crazy. They just took turns slapping each other. Fucking elbowing each other. Kicking each other. Thumbtacks? Thumbtacks. At some point in the, in, in the match, Associate Stooge. Brandon Cutler threw a bag over the steel cage. One of the young bucks caught it. And what did it have inside? It was a necky sneaker 
but with thumbtacks on the bottom of the of, of, of the of the bottom of the shoe. So basically, he wore it and super kicked the fuck out of Pentacero Miedo. Yeah. And then he just murked up, and then they just together murked uh, Phoenix as well. It was bloody. Let me tell it you was that. Pretty brutal. It was pretty bloody. At some point in the match, though, I think Pentagon or, or Phoenix got a hold of that same sneaker and just whacked him with it, too. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Phoenix. Yeah, they, it was good. Every got, everybody got a thumbtack in the face. It was fair all yeah. around. In classic heel fashion, the Young Bucks uh, went straight, uh, kind of relatively straight for, the, for their mask. You're just like, fuck you. Uh, here's, here's some of this disrespect. Fun fact. In... In contrast to, uh, to to Mexico, if you rip off someone's mask off in Mexico, it's an automatic disqualification against you. If the match is not a DQ, a non-DQ match or a special stipulation match. In the United States, if they take off your mask, plus that's 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 basically on you. No one gives a shit. Mm, Unless sense. traditional, you know, traditional motherfuckers like me. And, and if you wear a mask, obviously no one can see you without the mask. That's the whole point of wearing the mask. Huge dishonor if they don't see your mask. But at the, again, in the United States, you don't not you're not gonna get disqualified for it. You're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Right, right. Um, Were the young bucks trying to get their masks? I didn't. Realize. Yeah, they, they ripped off their masks. That's why Penta and uh, and oh, Phoenix yeah, had like huge holes like hole. on, on their masks. You can see a good chunk of their of their of their face at some point but that's just because yeah the young bucks are assholes absolutely <laughs> at some point oh man that crazy just absolutely destroyed look on on penta's face when he was like he he was probably seeing stars at that point like his eyes were like a little like you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah he Straight was up. he was feeling the damage there but at some point uh you know penta uh, phoenix threw himself out of the top of the top of the steel cage on, onto everyone High flying maneuvers. I did not expect it to get that bloody. To be completely honest, me neither. But it it was such a great match, and they made it like it was well well deserved that they took the championship, the Lucha Bros. If they hadn't proved it before, they proved it yesterday. Five point five out of five from me. Yeah, straight up. Five point five stars. Six 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 stars from me actually. <laughs> You heard it here first, watching from ringside. That match was a six-star match. If you haven't seen it, out of five, go. Not out of ten. <laughs> not out of ten. Not out of ten. There's no actually not out of anything really. It's just like a thousand. Right. Get in there. Get in there right now. Go. Call your call your mom. Call your sister. Go go watch this match right now. If you're underage, you probably don't want to see it. It's kind of bloody or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, everybody was, I, the Lucha Bros, of course, got the belt. They were, like, crying. They lifted the cage. Um, Ray Phoenix started walking back. And then uh, Penta's family showed up. His kids Wait, showed he up. He called to them. He's like, bring me my daughters. Bring me my children. <laughs> that was everything. Apparently, that's, like, super common in AAA and, and in Lucha Libre promotions, which I found out, what, a couple weeks ago? During during triple mania, yeah, during triple mania. Ah oh, man, such good stuff. Excellent, excellent, excellent. They, they they won the titles. I honestly didn't expect them to win the titles. I didn't think the really? Yankees were going to lose lose it so fast. You yeah. didn't think so? I'm happy about it though. Don't get me wrong. I love the Lucha Brothers. 
I love them. They're everything. Yeah, same. Pack is gonna be really proud when he finally makes it back one day. Yeah, if he ever makes it back. Now, uh, for y'all that don't know, or have been a little bit behind, the reason Pack wasn't here to uh, support the other two uh, members of Death Triangle, the other two members of the Death Triangle, was because he uh, there was a flight delays, and in kayfabe, um, we suspect that Andrade was behind this. Oh yeah, most definitely. He has messed with his um, transportation. Transportation Everyone's before. Transpo. What a jerk. Yep. And being like that, and for one, he because he look he wants to be friends with him, which is weird. <laughs> he Andrade just really wants to be part of a family. <laughs> he wants to be included in something. Oh, sad Aww. face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought about it. Really. Sad face. Uh, good match. Six star match. Holy cow. Oh, jeez. Get in there. That was good. Let me tell you something. They're going to need some time to recover. All right. Up next, we have the Women's Casino Battle Royale. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) All righty, then. Women's Casino Battle Royale. Um, Basically, to sum it up, if you're you're not familiar with AEW and how they do... uh, uh, their, their casino uh, battle royales here. Essentially, each uh, each contestant that's in the match chooses a card. And depending on the, that suit, that's the grouping that they would be released in. So say, for example, these uh, these four women Five. get the get get a uh, get diamonds. So like when the diamonds are, are called, all four women would come out. Not at the same time, maybe like at a 10 uh, uh, wh- right one, after another, most definitely, though. Right after another, maybe like a 30-second intervals, right? And then it would be like a, all of the, the spades and then all of the, the hearts and so on, right? Yeah. And, then, and we do have a joker at the end. Right. And then the joker, the quote-unquote, the joker card, whoever pulled the joker card at the end is the surprise, uh, the surprise guest that comes out. And surprise, surprise, our prayers have been answered. One out of three, one out of... One out of three of our prayers that were answered tonight was Ruby Soho coming out, making her debut in AEW Dynamite. I mean, AEW All Out. Let's go. Let's go, Ruby. Let's go, Ruby. Ruby, 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 Soho. Ruby, Ruby. Uh, yeah, that was, an, that was an awful interpretation of the, the song that she named herself from. Yeah. But. Don't just think I'm babe. Yeah, I'm never going to do that again. Sorry about that, y'all. That was pretty rough. <laughs> We're going to have to edit that part out. You might have to edit that part out. We're just going to delete this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, Ruby Soho. Uh, we all, I mean, I low-key already, well, it's not like I low-key already knew. I highly predicted that she was going to come out. For sure, for sure. It was highly rumored that she was going to be in, in, in AW at some point in time. And what better time to come out? Then ask the Joker card during the Casino Battle Royale. Yeah, great perfect. match. We got some really good uh, uh, women competitors in this match. Uh, we got Jamie Hayter. We got Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Jay Cargill. All of these women delivered. We have Anna Jay who's back yes. with Tay Conti. Anna Jay was back with Tay Conti. Boom. We need a tag team championship for women. Look, Anna Jay, Tay Conti. Yep, that's one. The de- debut of the Iconics at some point. The, one day, the Iconics, hopefully. That's right. There's also, uh, well, it, Nyla Rose and Jade Cargo came into that one as friends. They they tag-teamed themselves to, uh, no, that, sorry, they came out wrong. 
<laughs> it was like they, uh, they, they tag team other female competitors to eliminate them from the ring in a casino battle royale to eliminate the other competitors. You basically have to throw the other woman over the top rope, not under. If they're still under the stone in the match, if you throw them over, they're eliminated. Boom. Good stuff. Uh, Nala Rose ended up betraying Jade Cargill a little too early on in the match. Expected though. It was very highly expected, obviously. But it, it, it started too early on in the match. Way too early. It's too early on in the match because she, she ended up betraying her only friend that she has. And then, <laughs> surprise, surprise, she herself ends up getting eliminated a little bit later on. Because yeah, she has no friends. Yeah, a traitor. Yes. And honestly, surprisingly enough, I, I, I in WWE, they, they, I think they usually do it right. They, they'll have the, the two or three motherfuckers that, that are quote-unquote a team. Uh, or that make a temporary alliance, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we'll betray each other. But after all of this, to make sure that we are the last three or two people left. Come on, now everybody knows this. <laughs> you betrayed your friends who are the on, and then you don't have any backup when the rest it's of the ladies decided to tag team. They already knew who was going to be, like, the last two, three, four. Low-key. Low key. I mean, yes. But anyways, the Joker card came out, which is the last female competitor to come out which was Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho ended up just uh, pl- uh, plowing, well, not plowing through the girls, just fighting her way with with these competitors. Good stuff. Her her knowledgeable, like, years of experience definitely shined through in this match. And she ended up winning. And what did yeah. she end up winning? She ended up winning the, fir- the next title uh, match. The next title match for the AEW Women's Championship, which is now, obviously, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, let's go. That's going to be good stuff. I don't think it's going to be right away. And if AEW is smart, and I know they are, they're going to extend that one maybe into the next, next pay-per-view. Because it's going to be good stuff. I don't want, I don't know if they were just going to want to like throw that into us right, right, right away. You know what I mean? Because that's a big deal. Ruby Soho and still... Either way, I still don't see Dr. Bear Baker losing. Maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Not yet. She's probably going to keep it for a while, but that's going to be a good match, too. It's going to be an amazing match. An amazing match that we can definitely look forward to seeing. Um, I believe she's going to make her Dynamite debut this weekend. I mean, this this week. (laughs) This Wednesday. Sorry. Jesus Christ. So much wrestling all over the the week. Like, my, my brains are... My brains are all over the place. You know what I'm saying? We're so much scrambled, wrestling. scrambled, guys. Scrambled. <laughs> How do you like your eggs? Hashed. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure you all seen that video. But anyways, picture this. How do you think the the women of the roster feel, by the way, on uh, on Ruby Soho just coming in on her debut and just winning the uh, the situation? I mean, good on her, obviously, pero damn, dude, do, do you expect that like some of the females might be like, Okay, I guess she just gets to come on like her first day, have this title shot, just given to her like on the quits. Christian uh, Cage didn't even win his uh, the the casino battle royale. Yeah, but his thing is outwork everyone. He had to start from the bottom. Right, right, right. I don't know if Ruby has the same, not the same work ethic, but the, oh come on you know, now, <laughs> the the same ideas. Hmm. I would be upset. Look, um. Tay Conti, Anna J, um, even freaking Rosa. No, but Rosa already had her chance. Well, not for the title, huh? 
But we just no, got yeah, that she, match. She, she didn't have for the title. I think she lost it against. She did, in fact, lose against uh, Sheeta. But that was that was that was a while back. That was a back. that's a, a, a good while back. Maybe Rosa would have been a good contender. Um, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. So, eh. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill, yeah. I mean, Velvet we'll already tried it. We'll see. I mean, thinking back on it now, I mean, any any season, well, I don't know. A, a seasoned wrestler at this point would be like, it'd be, it'd be like that. Yeah, I don't think there's any real hard feelings. But in, in terms of storyline, maybe, yeah, maybe there's someone that's like, hey, what the heck? Right, of course. And it's not <laughs> I like. I was here first. <laughs> yeah, and of, of course. And it's not like she decided this. You know, Tony decided this. You mm-hmm. know, whoever produced this match decided this. I don't know. I think it's not so. like she was like, oh, hey, like, uh, for my contract, I want to win the Women's Casino Battle Royale. And then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, of course. The fuck? No. The fuck? Hell no. Like, we decided what the fuck, like, you know, nobody has creative control over the thing. Not even the Nandarada has creative control over this fucking situation. Right. They don't just give that out no more these days. Unless- yeah. And Ruby does come experienced and well-known from WWE. So it makes sense. I don't know if it's going to be like a long right. thing, you know? I think it's going to be gonna prolonged. Are they going to drag it out? I think they, they are going to drag it out. I mean, not, not drag it out. I mean, that's... That, <laughs> not that in implies, a negative way. Yeah, that, that implies bad <laughs> connotations. We're still like on that WWE lens. Dragging it out is most definitely bad uh, in the WWE sense. Because dragging it out in <laughs> the WWE sense... it is what I meant. It, dragging it out in the WWE sense, we're talking about We've WrestleMania seen this match rematches, seven times. <laughs> Royal Rumble rematches... Here and now in September. But I digress. Moving on to the next situation. God, that just made me like <laughs> upset. Cringe. Like, yeah, I cringed. Anyways, Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I think the whole women's division needs it's getting it. I don't want to say help, but direction. Like what's there's so many good storylines going on with all the all the boys, all the men. And the women, maybe like. I need a little the, bit more character development. I yes, need more exactly. Story we need more storyline, more character development, more like more long term situations. It's because the thing is, the, the dynamic, look at it like this. So if you're not. It's. Damn, that's, that's an issue. See, the women have two, two, two situations per, per dynamite and one per rampage. And what I mean by that. Is, is in any given episode of Dynamite, you have whatever is going on with the AEW women's title picture, right? So that, that includes whoever's contending for that and who's currently challenging for the women's title. And we right. also have whatever other storyline. But see, if you fall outside of that category, you're non-existent or you're in darker Dynamite. But even at that point, you know, you're not in the main show yet. So are and you that's nothing. And those just need and those more t- TV time because I agree. Yeah, absolutely. They need more TV time. They need a whole other segment. But it, in order to get more TV time, we need to get our shit together because what? How? I'm and I'm sure they can. It's because that's that's hard. It's it's a double edged thing because and you have a lot of new girls. Like I just found out yesterday that Avalon has only been wrestling for like a year apparently before that, AW. That's what I'm saying. And how are you going to develop long term storylines? I'm talking, you know, the the Hangman Page and Kenny Omegas, the 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 Moxley and, and Kenny Omegas kind of situations. You know what I mean? 
the MJF and, and Jericho type situations. Right. How are you going to develop those long-term storylines if you're only focusing on, on the women's title picture and the the secondary factor? And when that secondary factor, that doesn't leave enough room to have multiple women featured. You're only getting one side story. And that one side story dissolves fast AF. Case yeah, point. because you also have to make room for the other girls. Right. It's and just kind of a way to showcase them. It's like a little... Yeah, and case in point is the Nyla Rose and, and Jade Cargill thing. That dissolved mm-hmm. as quickly as it came. You know what I mean? And all of that... <laughs> I you... guess that's what Dark and Elevation is for, but I well, I on. haven't taken a, a look. Like, is it... What's the storyline development there? It's Are there. we getting characters developed? It is there. Yeah, it's a right. little bit, but it does get lost in the shuffle on, on a three-hour show on, on YouTube. Not Shade and Throne. Not wow, Shade it's a three-hour show? Yeah, something like that. It's super long. Point is, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in between, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So from that one uh, essential, you know, uh, canon stuff that'll happen, you get five matches of, like, all uh, enhancement matches. All right, well, Tony Khan, if you're listening, that's your homework. We need more we, time. Uh, we hope that you um, the women need more figure time. this out for the women. We would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, it sounded weird. Don't figure it out for the women. <laughs> don't figure it out for the women. Just give them more time Yeah. on the television situation. You know what I mean? Because what? I can pretty much already, like, know we what's going to happen. We have four shows. Between, like, yeah, I can pretty much already know what's going to happen between Jade Cargo and Nyla Rose. Okay, cool. They betrayed each other on the situation. They the might have a match on Dynamite or, or Dark or Rampage or whatever. And then that's it. No other developing storyline. They could have stayed friends like legit. They could have, you know, done much more of the stuff. They could... It was just an... It I kind of like what I'm seeing end. with Tay Conti and Anna Jay, but I think that's just like... That's only because Naturally happened. Life. Yeah, like... Yeah, that naturally happened in real life and in like uh, being the elite... Yeah, that was more of a organic. Organic. There you go. Organic situation. Uh, moving on. Speaking of situations, let's move on to the next situation. We have a lot to talk about. We do got a lot to talk about. It's a long <laughs> show. Woo! Now, moving on to the next one, we got Paul White, aka, aka Large Program, aka previously known as Big Show from the WWE. Just call him Paul White because that's what his name is. Duh. And then. Yeah. <laughs> And against QT Marshall, the leader of the factory. Big man match, straight beef. <laughs> straight beef. Big man to big man. Big Little man QT. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez. It was an okay match. Uh, not super, like, surprised. Uh, I mean, there's another negative coming out that it would, like, a big show being able to. Um, my, my apologies. Paul large White, program. Large program. Uh, <laughs> Paul White uh, c- coming out, you know, taking bumps, delivering the bumps, and stuff like that. Um, nothing special. What was this match for? Why? It was like five minutes long. I guess just to showcase Mr. Paul White. He can still get it. Yeah, that, it, that he can still get it. And I mean, using it correctly, I think uh, it is a great addition to the situation. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I looked away for five minutes. I did. So I missed most of this. <laughs> <laughs> it was a quick match. Uh, it was kind of like a squash match. It's kind of like a squash match. Uh, large program dispatched of QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. His goons came up there. He dispatched of the goons as well. Right? And then boom, there you go. 
Yeah, Paul White, the dispatcher. But honestly, he does still got it. Uh, I gotta say, I can't. I, I can't wait to see what, what else we can do with with Homeboy. TBH. There's a lot of stuff that we that we can do with a large program. That's for sure. CM Punk versus Darby Allen. You got First it. time in seven years catching CM Punk in ring action, an actual match. First time in seven years. Big, big, big deal against Darby. Again, father and son scenario situation we got going on. <laughs> Look between the lines, people. Y'all don't see it. It's Darby. But where does that put Sting? Do we graduate him to granddaddy? No, so picture it like this. Basically, Darby is the troubled youth, right? Skateboarder, uh, you know, spooky guy. He's a troubled youth, right? Ran away from like home or whatever. He, or he doesn't have like parents and whatnot. And then Sting takes him in like, hey, you're a hoodlum. Oh, so am I. We can just be hoodlums. You know what I mean? And then they're just fucking... Yeah, and then they're just spooky together. They're rough around the edges, but still low-key faces, you know? That's what I'm saying. Right. And then CM Punk, hello, coming back after, what, like seven years? It's like that strange, like, uh, like parents that, like, didn't know that, like, he had, like, the, the dad he didn't know, he had, like, a son or something like that. And then he's like, hey, I'm just trying to be in your life. And then Darby's like, no, get away. You're not my real dad. I don't like you. You know what I mean? It's like. It's like, I don't love you. You're not my real dad. Sting is only my only real dad. <laughs> and then CM Punk is like, but I'm only trying to love you, man. Like, new generation. Like, let's move up. And whatnot. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> father, total father but and son kind of situation. some that kind of dynamic, but not exactly that story. <laughs> kind of like that dynamic, though. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, okay. Match started. Sting fist bumped uh, Darby. He's like, I got you. You got this. I'll be waiting for you, like, in the back. Basically, I'm not going to interfere in your situation. You can handle it. Yeah, you can handle it. This is all you. Big stuff, though. CM Punk, Darby, they have a lot of stuff in common. Maybe because that's the sign of his dad. But they have a lot of stuff in common. Tattoo dudes, uh, straight edge guys, spooky guys, you know, very straightforward dudes. Rough around the edges, guys. That are also faces. Whoa. Hello yeah, there. Yeah, everybody loves Darby. He's... I... Oh, sorry about that. Okay, so I really did expect everybody to be like, CM Punk, CM Punk, like the whole time, because you kind of just kept hearing that chant. But once... It kind of had a slow start. They were just like, you know... They were gauging around. each other out. Yeah, they were gauging each other out, which was... I don't know if it was just them giving us a really good story because I yes. doubt CM Punk was actually nervous. I, no. Yeah, nervous at this time, you know? Like, I'm sure he had practiced, although he hadn't had a real match in seven years. But yeah, it was a slow start. Then uh, when they finally started getting to it, you definitely heard those Darby chants and that like melted my heart. I'm like, oh, people love you, Darby. Oh, absolutely. You're so loved. In between those CM Punk, CM Punk. We got those, let's go, Darby. Let's go, you know? Yeah. The crowd. I mean, obviously, the CM Punk people were much louder, tenfold, and much more frequent. Very much more frequent, much more. I frequent. saw it almost very equal, you know? Like, mm. I'm saying CM Punk wasn't there to, like, he didn't outshine Darby. And that's no, a good not. thing. 
No, 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 of course not. See it. And the people didn't see it like that either. No, absolutely. First of all, Darby's really good. Really good match. That's slow start, by the way. Very much so on purpose. First of all, Ring Psychology. It was, yeah, Ring Psychology. It was so beautiful to watch. Ring Psychology. We'll explain that in another episode for all you beginner beginner listeners. Ring Psychology. First of all, ideally good strategy. As for Darby, you can't just like go run in there like, yeah, let me just like attack CM Punk because that might be the last thing you do. And before you know it, one, two, three, and you're out, skis. There's not a lot of things more dangerous than having C- than facing off CM Punk in the ring. Come on now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just run all willy-nilly without like thinking and calculating. You could be that that could be the last thing you do. One, two, three, boom, you're out skis. Mm-hmm. For CM Punk, you know, you're gauging out like the situation, you're getting like your feet wet in the whole uh in, in, in the whole match thing again. You know, this Seven is years your later, first match back. This is a younger dude. Right. Like, not that he's better or worse but what was good though is that the match started rolling they got like their hits in uh, towards the last uh towards like the last half of it uh after cm punk was like taking like some hits he's like it, it was crazy it was like watching like one of those like animes where like uh the older like uh the older master was like you think he's getting like murked by like the student but like loki he's just like taking all these like hits on purpose just to, like gauge out and to see how strong he really is and just be like, oh, yeah. wait a second, I still got it. And he's like, oh boy, I'm barely getting fucking warmed up right now. Mm-hmm. And he and yeah, you can tell like he was taking the damage and he was getting like a little bit tired, but like he's like, oh brother, I'm sheesh, like I'm barely getting started. You don't you don't know fucking understand the fucking engine. He you powered just, up. <laughs> yeah, he powered the fuck up. And it's like you don't even understand the fucking power, the fucking engine, el pinche poderio, el pinche masacrado that you fucking just like woken up you know what i mean like bro like and it's like his his muscle like his like his his body was like and remembered all of the those fucking stellar fights with fucking sick motherfuckers and i'm talking about wwe motherfuckers like john cena edge fucking miro and shit like that Woo! that's straight beef but good match like i said it was not a squash match uh darby came out looking really good really really good cm punk obviously got the win uh that match ended stan came out uh yeah yeah stan came out stan came out uh darby obviously on the floor hurt you know stan reaches out for him and darby's like no father i can can do this on myself (laughs) (laughs) stan was trying to help him off the floor and then darby was like no I can do it myself, and then he just like crawls to the to the rings to the to the to the ring ropes and just like picks himself up. And I'm like, bro, yeah, I, all of that was beautifully done. Now, my two favorite matches were probably this one and the cage match. Yep. Ah, oh, jeez. Jeez, jeez, Louise. Jeez, Louise. Oh man, that 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 was such good stuff. Uh, I'm really excited to see what's next for CM. Yeah. There wasn't anything teased or anything like that, but you know it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe some more uh, 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 2.0 stuff. They're probably gonna have a three-way uh, Darby, Stang, and uh, and CM against because uh, they're all friends 2.0 now. and uh, and that other gentleman. Yeah, because they're all friends these da- Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia, boom, three-way title. Hey, yeah, fork, fork over this three-way title. 
Women's Tag Team Championship. And the Women's Tag Team Championship. And, and the second title. And that second hour on Rampage. Come on. <laughs> and restock the shelves on Walmart for the collectibles. Come on now. Ugh. It's always empty here. Jesus Tony Christ. Tony Khan, please take note. <laughs> please take note. I have like an em I have various empty shelves of where my ringside collectibles would be. If I had them. If I had any. <laughs> ah! Okay, next situation. Chris Jericho versus MJF. Stipulation is if Jericho loses, he will be retired. This one wrestling. got me. This one really got me. It got me I good. honestly didn't think it was going to end like this. For the past three matches, Jericho lost against MJF. Three Three matches in a row. Three matches in a row. This is unprecedented for Chris Jericho. Almost he never happened. couldn't get happened. it out of his head. The man was obsessed. man was obsessed. Never happened. I don't think that's ever happened in his career. It really just like shook him to like his core. Basically, the only way that he can get redemption and call out MJF again for that fourth match, he has to put his career on the line. This is the only way. This is the only way. Oh, man, he really got us. I honestly thought he was going to retire. I honestly thought he was going to retire, especially because he had already been commentating on Rampage, and I'm pretty sure he's still going to comment here and there on Rampage. Come on. Yeah, he's a good commentator. I like him. I, not, uh, he's just so good at everything. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I want to be Jericho. Such good stuff. He, has, he wears a lot of hats. Love Jericho. Good match. Very, very good match. Check this out, though. There was some... Shout outs to to uh to old stuff here and there. And what I mean by that, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho and MJF were on the outside, outside of the ring, right? Chris Jericho gets him on that pop-up power bomb on the on the on the edge of the ring. A la KO style. Woo! Come on, y'all. Uh, shout out to his ex-best friend. He got him on with his with his ex maneuver. That pop up power bomb on the side of the of the ring. Hello, wait a second. Did you guys check that out? No, you probably missed it. Shh. Huge shout out to like his friend. That was insane. Insane, insane. Uh, there were there there were some little tidbits like here and there. I'm gonna have to go back and like really digest and like look up some like information on that. No, it was so discreet. I'm pretty sure I'm fine right now. Catch me on the next episode. I got y'all. <laughs> we'll hold you to that. Hold me to that. Um. Good match. There was a there, there was a lot of instances where I thought MJF got him on the um got him got him. He hit him with a bat. Uh, I think there were some nard punches here and there. Yeah, actually, lots of nard punches. In lots of nard punches and all out. If I remember correctly, my count was up at around like maybe like a seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Like there was like a nard punch. There was a nard punch in the tag team match. Like two of them or three three of them just in that one. There was one during the Miro and uh, Eddie Kingston one. There was one in this one. If I remember correctly, there might have even been one during like the Kenny Omega and uh, Christian Cage one. I'm pretty sure there was one. Jesus. <laughs> A lot of Nard destruction. Nard redemption. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> How long can we talk about Nards? Take a shot every time Boots says nards. <laughs> yeah, fun fun game, y'all. Yeah. When you're watching, while watching, when you're listening to watching from me, saying every time Bota says nards, take a shot. See how fucked up you are after the fucking 
podcast. <laughs> oh, Anyways, geez. MJF and Jericho, I think they really, at least they got me when um, MJF won for that brief second. Although Jericho was clearly like touching the rope, but I guess the ref didn't see it. I've never seen another ref come up and be like, hey, you were wrong. Oh, well, it's because that one, if you remember correctly, that was a little bit before uh, Wardlow came out to try to help MJF. Yeah. And then that's when that's when uh, Jake Hager came out to yes. stop him. And then that's when two refs came out to stop them. And yes. while they were stopping them, MJF uh, was pitting Jericho and put his, his foot up. So one of those two refs had seen it. Yeah. Because that's the only way it can get a like, overturn because the, the two refs have to be present right there, I guess, is what the rules is. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it is. I mean, we clearly just saw it. Yeah, we. <laughs> but don't we see so many things? But <laughs> yeah, it's because there there are Loki like very specific, very 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 specific instances um, that aren't in the rule book because they hadn't happened yet. Especially like in a new company, they just write them down as they go. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, but for those brief like what five seconds, ten seconds, I'm like, well, there you go. Jericho has retired. Yeah, but then you notice that the, that he put his leg on the ring rope. When when a wrestler is getting pinned, if that if the wrestler that's getting pinned is able to touch the rope or get under the rope or the ring ropes, they uh they break the they break the pin, they break the pin, and basically that other ref came out, told uh was telling uh Aubrey Edwards the ref, uh, hey, Jericho's foot was touching the the was touching the rope. It's got to restart it. Restarting, boom! Like it was. They they took us on another wild roller coaster. Uh, MJF was trying to get that that arm bar going down. Chris Jericho was trying to get the the, the walls. Shit, they're not called the walls anymore. Trying, Jericho was trying to get that hold again. Oh man! Are they not called the walls of Jericho? It's not called anymore? the walls of Jericho anymore. Jesus Christ! That's some Y two J shit. <laughs> I've been calling it that this whole time. Jesus. Cut us some slack, y'all. It's it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of memorization. But anyways, uh, Chris Jericho was able to get the the win against uh, MJF. Good stuff. And then the rest of his friends came out. Good stuff. They finally the uh, the labors of Jericho are over. It was good. I was starting to miss the the rest of the inner circle. They, they initially yeah, I was worried. I'm like, what what's gonna happen here? They haven't really been together for a while. Well, we hadn't seen them in such a long time because uh, Chris Jericho basically told him, I I got this. I can do this by myself. There's some some Herculean tasks and whatnot. Yeah, and they were doing kind of things on the side, except Jake Hager. He kind of disappears every time. Well, he's busy. He's busy. Boy. I think he's seen slim down too, which is good. I have to go back and look at that. Uh, good stuff really though. Good. They all came out. They all hugged this boy. Uh, sang the song. Good shit. Oh, MJF came out to his guitarist playing it, playing the Chris Jericho. Oh, sorry, Chris Jericho came out. <laughs> oh, Chris Jericho came out with his, his guitarist playing live. With his uh, guitarist from his band playing, playing his entrance music. Go Fozzy. Go Fozzy. It didn't sound good. I'm not gonna lie. the The guitar was very jarring. It was overspilling over the, the people. It was. I thought it sounded good, but I don't think people knew. Like we were missing all the other instruments. I guess we were missing the rest of the instruments. So everybody was lost on like where to sing. 
which I think kind of messed it up because like one of the most amazing things of freaking Jericho's entrance is that everybody sings along. The guitar was piercing. It was just not, it was, it was a little jarring to be completely honest. I liked it, but I think it did lose people a little bit. Right idea. The sound quality just was not there. Uh, main event. AEW all downs. Kenny Omega, the current AEW champion versus Christian Cage, the current Impact World Champion. What do you think of that, Gene? Man, Christian Cage has really surprised me. When he first came in, I was like, oh, Christian Cage, okay, sure, whatever. Um, But he's true to his gimmick, outwork everyone. Like, he literally made it. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. When they were like, oh, there's going to be like a debut, blah, blah, blah. And Christian came out. Everybody's like, oh, I guess this is the debut, but it's Christian. Yeah, it's whatever. But no, now it's like, yeah, Christian, this is it. Good. This is everything. We love Christian, bro. Come on now. I can't believe I even had a, 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 the smallest doubt in my mind. Yeah, and I feel bad for doubting. I mean, Christian and Edge were good shit back in the day. So why wouldn't he be good shit right now? It's because you had been like gone for like so long. And it's because that, that's another thing too, that like, Christian, he was never, I mean, he was, but he was never like the the, the, main the, the poster guy. Yeah, He wasn't the main eventer sometimes, but he wasn't the the, 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 the poster guy. The guy that they put on the, the poster, you know, the Undertakers, the John Cena's, the, you know, that that kind of, uh, that kind of situation. Needless to say, though, the being heart and soul of Impact, of, of, of WWE, you know, the, the, the meat, the potatoes, the fucking, the the insides, you know what I'm saying? The fucking the good shit. What's important? What's important? Christian Cage, I work everyone. Fucking lives it. He lives it. I think he actually lives it in his not just in kayfabe. You have to when the cards are stacked so hard uh, high against you, especially coming back from like an injury, going up against these motherfuckers that are like really young or like have been the literal best in the world for years at this point. Yeah, you gotta fucking outwork everyone, and by golly. You have been. Holy shit. That was a good match. Technically, technically, technically sound. Christian Cage, he's 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 not a guy that will do, you know, like a 450, 450 splashes like every like now and then. But you know every move that he does, very carefully calculated, critical hits. We're talking damage every single time. Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega. You already freaking know. You don't know who Kenny Omega is, just do a quick Google it. One of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the the best wrestler in the world at yeah. the moment. I was thinking, you Kenny Omega was the, the number one wrestler last year, right? No, that was Moxley, remember? No, when was Kenny? Two years ago? Yes. Okay, so I was thinking, Kenny's going to be number one this year. But since CM Punk came back, I'm like, oh, I don't think Kenny's going to make it. Yeah, he's going to make it. Of course he is. It's because the thing with... Um, the I don't pro- know how they rate it. The, on the pro wrestling inside of the, the ratings, it goes by, you know, uh, a lot of different factors. In ring ability, uh, the titles you hold have held for how long. Oh, and, and he had four titles at some point. So Right. <laughs> four titles at some point. Still holding on to two, mind you. Longest reigning AEW champion. Really long reigning AAA champion. It's well over a year. Well over two years at this point. Oh my god, yeah, he's had this for a while. Like a thousand and some days, I believe. Uh, holy shit. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah, and CM Punk barely debuted in September. All right, we'll give 2022 to CM Punk. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he just the, the the only reason CM Punk won wouldn't be like number one is because he he debuted in September. Freaking well, well in the last uh, well the last freaking uh, yeah, well into 2021, way after the halfway point. Point is, uh, really good match. There were some like interferences like here and there. You know, Christian Cage's ingenuity just never ceases to amaze me. Uh, coming out like here and there with the uh, with the reversals. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, though, Kenny Omega was able to get the win over uh, Christian Cage, retaining his AEW title. But surprise, surprise. Well, the, the Good Brothers and the rest of the Goon Squad uh, came out to murk, the, yeah, murk them. They're really savage. They're starting to get really like really healing, really mafioso style. Mafioso, I don't. Well, yeah, very mafia style. It's like okay, now we're gonna beat your ass. Like straight up, not fair. This is all carefully. Yeah. This is all carefully calculated uh, because they need the whole squad on deck for when they go up against the the Bullet Club. But that's a, that's something for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, though, the they successfully reincarnated, brought back from the fucking dead, Adam Cole, baby. Adam I don't know Cole, what the fuck or baby. how they, in kayfabe, in, in, in this side of kayfabe, Adam Cole had died and quote-unquote went to WWE or what, or what have you to do the whole NXT thing. But they brought him back to life, and now he's here. He came out in order to help Merck. The faces, which is like Christian Cage and whatnot. And then, surprise, surprise, who comes out? Another surprise. Another surprise guest. Our who prayers. Who expected three surprises? Our prayers have been answered, and I have never been happier. Brian Danielson makes AW debut. Wait a second. Daniel Bryan. No. <laughs> Brian Danielson is now all elite. Hold the presses, you guys. Get in Holy there. Shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, you guys, this is everything. First of all, fuck. <laughs> Two, oh, three. Three debuts in one. Three debuts That's in one. That's crazy in itself. Bringing someone back from the dead, pff, double crazy. Bringing someone, hold on, huge shout out. Bringing in Daniel Bryan, like, he's one of the most loved in WWE. Like, how did this even happen? AW is on fire. So let's see here, you guys. We have Ruby Soho with this experienced female coming in to, uh, to kick some ass on the women's side. We have a literal zombie, Adam Cole, baby, coming in to be all elites, to join the fucking uh, the super elites, right? Obviously, on some heel shit, on some Bullet Club shit, some uh, American Bullet Club reunion. Let's go. And then we have Daniel Ryan. Ah. He's coming back to me once again. Holy shit. He's probably like my favorite wrestler as of now. You, you have no idea how much this means to me. Like, this broke my heart. He showed... Okay, let me get my shit together. <laughs> Breathe. After winning those both titles in WWE, that was everything. That showed... that. I was like, damn, I really fucking love wrestling. That was like maybe like the first time in like my teenage years that I'm like, hey, wow, I really fucking love wrestling. Before that, it was probably some like old like WCW type shit. 
now that was like, hey, I really fucking love wrestling. He was injured. He had to like leave. Very, very sad. I I lost faith in a lot of things. It's like it went downhill and thought. And he came back from the injury. Let's go. He came back from the injury. Only to kick some more ass. Fuck me. And he came back to me again. Y si me enseñó que si se puede. Put on the background a little bit in WWE. He leaves. We got a lot of stuff to do. He's a dead end now. Then he comes back again to me. He came back to me the third time here in All Elite Wrestling. Making it officially cementing All Elite Wrestling as the best wrestling promotion on the planet. Overall. Good stuff. Hello, let's go. The American Dragon is back. And I, for one, cannot be more excited. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. I I know Brian Danielson from reality TV. (laughs) From his wife, Brie Bella. Shout out to Brie and Nikki. Gene's first first introduction to to Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson was actually uh, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. There you go. <laughs> Guys, he does this on purpose. No, he knows his fucking I don't. Name. I, 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 he messes on, with me. That was but anyways, yeah, I, I think, I don't think I even mentioned this on our first episode when we were talking about like how we each got into wrestling. Like, I yeah. mostly started getting into all this because of Total Divas and then later Total Bellas. That's true. But at that point, we were already watching wrestling, but it made it like a hundred times more interesting for me. And then, of course, AEW cemented everything. With wrestling, but... there's... Sorry. But... <laughs> no, it's okay. It's just a whole universe. Um, yeah, I I like Brian Danielson as a person. As a person? As He's a, a stand-up guy. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, straight up. Like, environmentalist. For realsies. For realsies. Great daddy, it seems. Good husband. Hot ass wife. Absolutely. Amazing wrestler. Oh, yeah. One of the best in the world. Come on now. Boots favorite. One of my favorites. Oh, shit. Not my favorite. (laughs) Holy cow, man. Wow. Wow. This is where we are right now, guys. This is where we are right now. This is the world we I live in. CM Punk is here. Yes, babe. I heard this hasn't been a thing for, what, decades? Where a time in wrestling where there's co- healthy competition between companies. That's how that's how wrestling doesn't suck. When you have competition. Like, WWE can finally get their shit together. Because AW WWE is does not real... see anything else as a competition. <laughs> babe, a it is what to. is said on the books. But you know they do. Well, yes, you know, obviously they do, especially at this point. Especially at this point. Shit, Vince, Vince is about to okay. make an example out of NXT. <laughs> oh, God. I it's pray like, for those people. Yeah, fucking it's going to be like that Adam Sandler movie where fucking Adam Sandler calls uh, that one dude's that one dude that's been bullying him, his dad. And then he's like, oh, yeah, he's been, like, speaking bad in front of, like, a lady. And then, like, the guy, like, hangs the, the dad just, like, hangs up the phone and, like, turns to look at his son. He takes off his belt and he's like, You've been speaking bad in front of a lady. And he's like, no, daddy, no. And he just hear bah, 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 fucking slaps. What the? <laughs> what Adam Sandler movie is that? Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Catch me on the next, next episode. I got you guys. Um, Anyways, basically. Write this down. <laughs> need to write it down. It's recorded. <laughs> Anyways, this is where we're at right now. 
wrestling could not have been any better. There's practically wrestling every single day of the week. We're very, very, very excited. We have Raw, we have SmackDown, we have NXT, we have Impact, we have Dynamite, we have Rampage, we have Triple A, we have New Japan Wrestling, Ring of Honor, um, NWO, WA. NWA, sorry, right? Yeah. And then we have your local productions. Come on now. How much wrestling can you need? There's always a way into wrestling, and you know what? We are here to get you in there. Thank y'all for joining us today. I was your host, Bota. And I'm um, Jean. Don't forget to follow or subscribe. Look us up on Instagram and Twitter at WFR underscore podcast. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, you can give us a rating. Give us a good old five-star rating. Yeah, give five us a good old subscribe. Give us a, give us a whatever uh, friendly uh, feedback you would like to give us. Uh, go ahead and also follow us on our, uh, you can also follow me actually on my personal Instagram account behind the back for two. That's behind underscore the underscore. Wait, back underscore <laughs> two. That's behind the back for two. Boom, if you just look it up like that, that's my Instagram. Uh, find lots of cool content there. So we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we have the other Instagram. Go ahead and catch us, you guys. Go, 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 go. Bye, bye, right, bye. Do that. Wait, don't run with scissors. We all be safe and have a great time. See y'all later. Bye.